Let's just uh, jump right in this evening and uh, jump into tithes and offerings. If you're making a check out online, you can click the link. If you're here, you can just make it out to Boomerang Church. And turn, if you would, to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And does everybody have an envelope? Is there anybody that needs an envelope? This will be important here in a minute. If you don't have an envelope, every adult for sure, make sure that you have an envelope. If you need one, just raise your hand. They'll get one to you. doesn't matter if you came ready to give or not. It's important that you have one. Glory to God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 10... It's a scripture that's used for a whole bunch of offerings. It says, Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in everything for all liberality, which through us is producing thanksgiving to God. Now, one of the things it says right there is it says that when you become a giver and you sow the seed that he supplies to you, he says all of a sudden you will be enriched. And when you're enriched, it says it will bring you to the place that produces thanksgiving to God. Now, do you like giving thanksgiving if you haven't received anything? That doesn't make sense, does it? In other words, what God's saying is, look, I'm going to back up what I said. I'm going to back it up. I'm going to bring you to the place where your thanksgiving is going to overflow, but the place that it starts is from your giving. That's the beginning of it. But see, he doesn't make a promise. Listen, he says this in verse 11. He says, look, this, this you will be enriched in everything for all liberality. And then when you're enriched, which through us is producing thanksgiving to God. In other words, there's going to be a cause and an effect. And the cause is you're going to be enriched in everything and the effect is going to be glory to God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. But the cause and effect to get you to be an enriched starts with you deciding I'm going to be a sower. I'm going to be a sower. Now you notice here that he says in verse 10, he supplies seed to the sower. He says he supplies seed to the sower and bread for food and will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. So now... One of the things that I think is very important, and y'all have heard me say it, but I think it needs to be said again right here. How many of us, if we know Jesus, are made righteous? All of us. All of us are made righteous. But yet this verse says that you can increase the harvest of your righteousness. So just because you're righteous doesn't mean that you receive the full harvest. There's an increase. 
There's an increase that's available, and that increase is available when you start to become a giver. Now, I'm going to tell you that I'm not going to teach on this, but this is even over and above the tithe. What he's talking about is not your tithe. He's talking about offering. Offering is the seed. Tithe is God's. See, you choose to plant a seed, but the tithe, it's already declared that's God's. At that point, you either choose to, to steal it from God or give it back to him. That's what the tithe is. But an offering is the seed. That's where you have a choice. Will I plant this seed in the kingdom of God? Will I take what he's given to me and will I honor and esteem him and plant it? And what he says is when you honor and esteem him and plant that, it will lead to all liberality in your giving and it will, you will be enriched in everything and you will start thanking God because of what he's enriched you to do. Yep. This is a beautiful plan. I'm telling you right now, I don't care where you're sitting uh, financially. We open that. I don't care where you're sitting financially. You can be, I mean, walking tall financially. You can be a billionaire and this will still work. You can be a billionaire and you should still be applying these principles, even if you've already been applying them. But you can be sitting there with nothing, right? I remember one day, the largest offering I ever gave was one penny. You know why? Because that's all I had. I think I had $7 in the bank. And if you've been there, you might understand uh, that like me, I'm not sure I had $7. Amen? <laughs> I know y'all have never been there, but I've been there multiple times. I mean, it said $7, you know, but... Who knows? But what I had in my pocket was a penny. And that's all I had. Basically to my name. Now the interesting thing was that day, I thought I had nothing left. I'd already become a giver. I'd already given some stuff. And I thought I'd given everything I had. And they, all, they came to take up an offering. I said, Lord, I said... I don't, <laughs> Lord, yeah, I really want to give, but I've already, I don't have anything. That was back when gas was like a dollar twenty-five or a dollar fifty, and I'd spent like the dollar and fifty to get to where I was going, and I had just enough in the tank to get home, and I'd already given everything else that I had. I'd already checked my pockets. I went through every one of them. I said, Lord. Where, I said, I want to give to you, but I, I don't have anything to give. But I'll give, you tell me what, and I'll do it. You tell me what, and I will do it. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me, he said, check your pockets again. I don't know where the penny came from, but when I checked it again, it was in there. And I went, praise God, this is awesome, glory to God. And, and I'm telling you, I started to cry. Because before that moment, I didn't think I had anything to give to the Lord. Now, the reason I didn't have anything is because I had already given everything. I was at that place where it's like, 
You know, I mean, the penny, it's not going to hurt my finances to give it away, right? You know, the $2 or whatever I gave the day before, it wasn't going to hurt. I, the $2 wasn't going to help nothing I needed, right? And the only thing it would do is buy me lunch. But I, I was like, I want you more than I wanted the hot dog, right? Because that was all $2 was going to buy me was a hot dog. The Lord provided. You know, that day, that conference is the day that the Lord touched me the strongest. And that's the day where I was like, Lord, I want you more than anything. I want you more than anything. We need this heart that'll get hungry after the Lord that says, I want you more than anything. And that deals with our time. It deals with our life. It deals with everything. Our finances, everything. But that day began a process of giving. You know, there was multiple times after that that I found myself, Nicole and I did, in a financial hole. Multiple times. But then, after a while of continuing the way of God, continuing, being diligent. You know, the Lord is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. One of my favorite testimonies, praise God that you were faithful. One of my absolute favorite testimonies is where uh, Stephen, uh, when, when he and Deb first came to the church, and he said, and we started tithing. He said, we tithe. And for a year, it didn't look like things changed, right? It didn't. And matter of fact, he came to him and was like, I believe it. I'm not quitting. He said, but I need something to change for a year. But he just kept on giving. He kept on, he didn't just tithe, he gave over and above that too, but he really, he started the giving process. After that year, it's like the switch flipped. I mean, it was like everything changed. Why? Because you just stay in the ways of God. See, a lot of times we'll face situations like in healing or finances or anything else, and all of a sudden we'll face a situation, and it's like, this is not working. And you got to, right then is where the rubber meets the road. Right then. Because you say, look, either God is true or he's a liar. And we're going to find out. We're going to find out. God's looking for the people that says, we're going to find out. Because I ain't stopping your ways, Lord. I'm going after you. I trust what you said. That day I gave that penny, it's all that I had. That or later on that day, man, the Lord touched me bigger than I've ever been touched in my life before. And it started a process. After that, we found ourselves in a financial hole multiple times after that. But I'm telling you, we never had a need that went unmet. I, I never was this skinny after that. I'm only this skinny now because of some prayer, right? Going after the Lord. It's not because we don't have food on the table. I was never after that. I was never this skinny again. We had what we needed and more. God provided. God is a trustworthy and faithful God. And if you stay in his ways and you go after him, you will find that he's looking for that person whose heart is pure towards him. And he will show himself strong on your behalf. I've seen it time and time again. In Revelation, it says this. A lot of people quote the first two parts, but they miss the, they miss the thing that carries all the power in it. I mean, they all three carry power, but they miss one of the biggest parts because 
The first two parts is my belief on it, but the third part's what I do. It says, those that overcome will overcome him by the blood of their lamb, the word of their testimony. And that's where a lot of people stop. And that's awesome. Jesus, if we don't have the blood, we're not winning anything. If we don't match up our testimony, our confession with what that word says, we're not winning anything. But they stop there and it says, and they did not love their lives unto the death. And what does that mean? That means that they kept on going after God no matter what they saw, no matter what they faced. They said, Lord, let every man be a liar. But you are true, God. You are true. Even myself, even what my mind, even what my heart is telling me, I trust you. Even above my feelings, above my emotions, I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. I've watched it over the years. I've watched the people that meant business with God. Man, it wasn't long. And you saw that God meant business with them too. Things turned. I watched that. I watched that when y'all started giving. And I said, Lord, I mean, I'm sitting there like, Lord, you need to, you need to do something here. Amen. You need, you, look, this has been, he's been diligent. Maybe you've been diligent in some things with the Lord. Odds are, maybe, maybe you haven't been as diligent as you think you have. That's probably more likely the case. But it's time for us to get diligent. To not give up hope in God, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like. It is time to trust a good father. It is time to trust him. And with our finances, the reason why I want everybody to have an envelope is this. Because the word says that he gives seed to the sower. Even if you did not come tonight ready to give. And truthfully, we should always come ready to give. Now, the Word even talks about that you should always come with a gift in your hand. You should come ready. And it's a part of honoring and esteeming. It's a part of saying, it's a part of saying Lord, I'm giving to you tonight because I know you're always giving to me. And it doesn't have to be you know, your life savings account every time. If he asked for that, fine, but it doesn't have to be. That day, for me, it was just a penny, but it was my whole heart. See, I took that one little bit of money, but I gave with it my whole heart. And when we give out of our heart, everything changes. And I'm telling you, that day, our finances changed. We still had to go through some humps of us, you know, messing up and some hurdles, but that day, things changed. When, when y'all made that decision, that day, things changed. Yep. The manifestation started coming from heaven right then. Yep. Same thing with healing. He says he'll give seed to the sower. Now, you might not have come prepared to give tonight. But what you received as soon as you walked in the door was you received an envelope that cost this ministry money. And you can turn that envelope back right back in instead of letting it get crinkled up in your Bible, instead of throwing it in the trash when you find it later on this week. It might not be worth more than about 20, 25 cents. But it's seed. Yep. And what we're giving you tonight, whether you were prepared to give or not, we're giving you 
the kickstart to your finances. That's why I wanted everybody to have an envelope, no matter if you'd planned on giving tonight or not. And I want you to understand that when you hold it up, man, Lord, you just gave me seed. You just supplied seed to me. You just gave me something. And I know it might not be much, and I, I believe that this thing's going to grow, that I'm going to plant this seed, and it's going to grow. But I'm kick-starting my finances right now because I'm going to get my heart where it needs to be in giving. And all of a sudden, now, you start the process that will bring about a harvest that that seed will start to grow and multiply. And all of a sudden, you start moving into being enriched in everything. And guess what comes next? A thanksgiving. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done. Today is your day. And so even if you weren't prepared to give, you just bring that empty envelope because it's not empty if you give that in your heart. You can kickstart those finances today. So just stand on your feet. And Father, we just hold up our gift today. Whether we were prepared to give or not, we just hold up our gift. This is our offering to you. Lord, this is our offering to you tonight. Lord, kickstart in the name of, man, I, I sense that. In the name of Jesus, may every finance in the family, in a home, be kickstarted tonight in the name of Jesus. Father, right now, may your blessing and manifestation overflow in these lives right now in Jesus' name. Kick it off in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Father, the prayer of a righteous man, fervent prayer, a heartfelt prayer, it avails much. Lord, we agree right now. May our hearts right now be drawn together in agreement that right now things change in our finances. Things change. Increase comes. Debt is supernaturally erased. Right now, I just call for debt to be supernaturally erased. Gone, zeroed, completely wiped out in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Yeah, Lord, bring increase. Yes, send your prosperity now, Father, according to your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can bring that up and just give it in a heart of joy into these baskets. Glory to God. Yeah, Father, right now, no matter what it is, what level, in the name of Jesus, may that seed be multiplied. Pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto their bosom. Father, we just praise you for it. We thank you for it. For, Lord, thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you. We receive it as advancing your kingdom in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
Yeah, thank you, Father. Sutra Matarabukadi. Yeah, you may be seated. Glory to God. We just welcome you to Kickstart 18. We are so happy that you're here tonight. And uh, we just, let me tell you why we're doing this. Let me just tell you what we're up to this week. <laughs> we had this meeting, not only for our church, but for the community. And here's why we're doing this. Because we love you. We love you. And we believe in you. And no matter where you're at, or where you've been, or where you come from, we love you and we believe in you. And you may not have a family that you can draw on, but I'm telling you, if you want a family that'll stick with you through thick and thin, not a perfect family, I'm not talking about that, but a family that will stick with you, you've found that. And we just welcome you. And I will tell you this about Boomerang. Uh, we're not playing games with the devil. We wanna, we're going after the Lord. And we are hungry to see Him pour out in this community and in this region. I mean, we're serious about it. The Word says this in Ephesians chapter 1. It talks about an administration suitable, and I'll just paraphrase, suitable to the glory. There's something that God wants to pour out in this earth. He gave us a clue when he said, pray this way, that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There is something that God wants to pour out that looks like heaven on this earth. But he tells us there in Ephesians that you need to be ready to receive that. Well, we're serious about becoming a people that's ready to walk in the glory of God. It doesn't mean we get it right all the time. It just means that we don't stop trying. Amen. It means we don't give up on it because we know his ways are holy. So we just welcome you to kickstart. Listen, here's what we want to do. We want to serve you. That's what we're doing. All, listen, for, for now, what, what day is this? About 34 days, about 34 days, I think that's about right. Sunday will be 40. We've been praying and fasting. Uh, for ourselves, yes. Uh, for, but not just for ourselves. For anybody that would be sitting here this week. We've been lifting you up. We've been praying for you. We've been meeting every weekday at noon for an hour to pray for you. That the blessing of God would start to come alive in you. That something would rise up on the inside of you. That things would change. We, this is what we all feel like. We feel like up till this year, maybe, maybe we've had some good years. Maybe we've had some down years. I can remember several years ago, man, I, Nicole and I really had a down year. It was like, I don't want to have that year again. Mm-mm, nothing. You know, so sometimes you've had a good one. Sometimes you've had a bad one. But have you ever gotten it in your spirit that there's just more? That didn't God, didn't God like promise some big things. And I'm not seeing all of what I think he promised. But I'm going to be a person and we are going to be a people that are going to believe to see the things that God said. And I'll tell you this, as soon as we started down that path, we started seeing more. We started seeing more. In the last 12 months, as a matter of fact, last, uh, last year, 
We had over 350 commitments to Jesus last year. Your average church is getting two a year. That's your average church. Now, not only that, but at the beginning of the year, he said, I want you to preach. We did a series, Bye Bye Debt and Hello Abundance. And we were looking not for, you remember earlier I said, if we have something good, it's supernatural, right? It starts supernatural. You don't need a physical logic. You need the wisdom of God. You know, I was reading a, a minister, E.A. Adeboye, he's in Nigeria. Do you know him? Uh, he, man, his, his church over in Nigeria, third world country, is 1.3 miles long by 1.3 miles long. That's how big the building is in a third world country. He knows what he's doing. Um, apparently, he, he has a few clues as to how this thing works. But one of the things he said was this. He said, look, he said... Men's logic and stuff will fail, but God will never fail. He, he gave an example of protection. He said, look, God, I mean, uh, uh, guards may fail. They can get beaten. They can become over, overcome, right? But God, when he's on protection, he will not fail you. And that's why he says everything that we need to do needs to be birthed in prayer because in prayer you need a supernatural thing, not a physical thing. Every physical thing can be broken. But when it comes from God, it can't be broken. It can't be broken. And so all of a sudden you start to see that what we need is we need the presence of God and the touch of God. We need God's normal. Last year, we said, I want you to preach this. I want you to preach on bye-bye debt, hello abundance. And then I want you to believe me for supernatural. Supernatural debt cancellation, believing that salaries would increase. And now, this year, in the members and the partners of Boomerang Church, we saw over now, in 12 months period of time, over $150,000 of salary increases. Amen. Listen, that can be you this year. Your salary can increase. Your, your things can change just like that. Most of those changed in just a matter of a few months. When somebody grabbed a hold of the belief of God, everything started to change. All of a sudden, and then we saw debt erased. Listen to this. Over $930,000 of debt went away last year. Twelve months. Almost a million dollars of debt. That's supernatural. We saw healings. We saw miracles. We saw the power of God. Why? Because we just decided we're going after Him. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care. I don't care what it feels like. If everybody else quits... God is diligent to us and faithful. I'm going to be diligent to him. And he's a rewarder. Put that scripture up real quick. Uh, Hebrews 11.6, let's turn there. Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith... It is impossible to please him, 
For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. In the King James it says those who diligently seek him. He's a rewarder. Now it says without faith it's impossible to please him. Do you need faith when you see something or when you don't see it? When you don't see it. I'm sure that's proper English, right? But we need faith when we can't see stuff, right? We need faith then. Have you ever been challenged? Notice that we're talking about diligence here. Have you ever been challenged in your faith? You've tried to do something in faith and then all of a sudden the world like grabbed a hold of you, grabbed you by the collar and just smacked you around a little bit. Anybody ever felt that besides me? Most of the time, what have we done? Honest. Let's be honest for a second. You don't have to answer. I'll be honest for us. Amen. Most of the time when that's happened, what have we done? We've said, man, I ain't never going to do that again. <laughs> Woo. And we, most of us have backed off. And all of a sudden, what just happened? Life became our boss. The only problem is, the corrupted world is never supposed to be our boss. We talked about it yesterday. We're supposed to be ruling and reigning over it. So at some point, there's got to be somebody that stands up and says, you know, you try to go and do something in faith, and life grabs a hold of you and just beats the smack, the smack tar out of you. I mean, just lays you out, right? At some point, there's got to be somebody, and I want to know who's with me in this, somebody that says, I'm tired of that. I'm not having, no, no. You are not supposed to be doing that to me because I'm made in the image of God. Yeah. And God's got plans for me, and I'm not having it. Somebody that will stand up against that and say, no, we're not having it that way. God has made some different promises to me and we're going to see those things come to pass. Amen. And I might go at you again, life, and you might beat me down again, but I'm going to keep coming until you bow your knee to the name of Jesus. Man, I'm just looking for a few of those folks. People that won't give up. Because I know, I know, that God rewards, is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. How many times has just a little resistance pushed us back? And listen, let, let's just be real. In America, we, we, everybody's offended nowadays. You can't even talk to nobody. I mean, everybody's offended. And it's like, we don't want to talk about Jesus. We don't want to talk about anything. And it comes to the point, it's like, what do we believe? Do we believe in Him or not? But we don't want to offend anybody. That's the resistance of the world that I'm talking about that stops us in our tracks. We start to try to do the right thing. All of a sudden, the world grabs us, life grabs us and starts smacking us in the face. And, and we're sitting there going, what just happened? But at some point we say, no, 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 no. This is not what the Word says. This is supposed to be different. 
Jesus said, if I'll come to him, it'll be easy and light. And a lot of times that's what we need to do. We need to humble ourselves and come to Jesus and start to find his easy and light way because the hard way stinks. The hard way is not the way we want. So, all right, Lord, we humble ourselves. Show me the easy and the light way. This is what we're here for this week. To put inside of us a fire for the things of God. He said, look, I'd rather you be hot or cold, but don't be lukewarm. I'd rather you be hot or cold, but don't be lukewarm. He said, if you're lukewarm, I will throw you up. You understand that lukewarm is worse than cold. Lukewarm is worse than cold. And aren't you... Listen... I know we got Pastor Daryl here and, and, and we've got people that believe in God here. But haven't you gotten to the place before maybe now and maybe even now that something inside of you is like, you know, church is supposed to be an answer. I know God is real. I think every one of us inside of us, and I know because the Word talks about inside of us He's put something deep down that says God's real. And we know that God's real, but the church has let us down. The church has let us down and all of a sudden we're sitting there going, I know there's got to be more. But here's where the rubber meets the road. Are you going to be the more that somebody else is looking for? Are you going to let those past hurts jump up and stop you? You know, I've been looking in this word for a long time. Never once have I seen God say, because somebody else did you wrong, now you can go do wrong. I've never seen that said in the word. One time in my life, I was hurt by some hypocrites. Hard. It hurt. It was bad. I was young. Kept me out of church for a long time. And I had to get to the place where I said, the Lord started dealing with me and, and he had a guy talk to me and he said, look, he said, if you let a hypocrite come between you and God, that just means the hypocrite's closer to God than you are. In other words, I was using the hypocrite as an excuse for something I knew in my heart I needed to do. Now, that might not be true. That hypocrite might not be as close, but what I was doing was no matter what, I was letting him put an obstacle in my path. A lot of times church has been the obstacle, and I'm telling you, I'm going to speak plain to you. You just need to get over it. You need to get over what people have done because, listen, we're supposed to crucify our flesh daily. And right now, while you're disconnected from church or you're using what people have done as an excuse, the problem is you're letting them disconnect you from God. Don't let their wrong thing continue to manifest for the rest of your life. And then when somebody needs Jesus and you are supposed to be there with the answer, you don't have it. Amen. There's, you know, there's, there's something inside of us that's supposed to be the light and the salt. It's supposed to be. And there's this thing that says if we crucify our flesh daily, if we crucify our flesh daily, like, like if Pastor Darrell, if he's crucified his flesh and I go up and I kick him, right? If that flesh is dead, how much does he feel? Not a bit. 
because the flesh man's dead. But see, we let stuff come in and break us up and mess us up and we let life smack us and what we do is all it's designed to do is to stop your pursuit of the one who loves you the most. But if we will get after him all of a sudden, if we will say, look, Jesus, you are a rewarder of them who diligently seek you. And look, yes, I've had some people do some stuff. I've had people let me down. I've had them do me wrong. Right now, Lord, I just forgive them because I cannot let what they did wrong keep me from running after my loving Father and my Savior because you're the one who has the answers. You're the one who has the solution. Jesus, you're the one who has everything that I need and now more than ever, I need you. And you want to look with eyes that go beyond just what you need too because believe it or not, this year, a year from now, this time a year from now, you can be a totally different person. Because all of a sudden you run after Jesus and you grab a hold of him, all of a sudden you're going to find that he will meet you right there at that place and he'll start to empower you and put stuff in you. And all of a sudden the Holy Spirit will bring about a boldness and a confidence. And all of a sudden people won't be running from you anymore. They'll be running to you. They'll be running to you. That's the design in this whole word is that God would take somebody. He would take somebody that's sitting there, that's down in the dumps. That God, all right, sit back down. He'll, he'll, he'll take somebody that's down and he'll say, look, I love you. I, I've got a plan for you. I love you so much. Did you know you were my enemy? And I died for you. I sent my son for you. I loved you that much. You couldn't even help yourself. But I love you. Now let me help you. If you'll just submit yourself to me, if you'll let all that junk go, because see, look here, when you get with me, when God says, when you get with me, all that's going to change. Yes, sir. Right. Yes. All that stuff's going to change. Everything everybody did wrong is not going to matter to you anymore because of the greatness of who I am and who you will be in me. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes, sir. And he says, now look here. I got some strength and some power. Now get on up out of here. And he'll pull you up. And then all of a sudden, right here, all of a sudden, you're going to be sitting there and you're going to be, but Jesus, I got this wrong and I got that wrong. It doesn't matter. He said, that's all right, son. I'm going to clean you up. I'm going to give you a good haircut. Amen. I'm going I'm to make you look good. I'm going to put money in your pocket. I'm going to bless you. But now listen, it's going to cost you because there's going to be people that talk about you. Every now and then, yes, there's going to be life that will come up and persecute you. But if you understand what I'm saying, I'll give you a way in the middle of that. I'll give you a way that it won't even, you won't even feel it. And you'll be so strengthened, I'll lift you up. When you need it, I will support you. I'll hold up your arms. You won't be carrying the weight. I'll make it easy and light. But you got to submit to my yoke. You got to submit to my yoke. 
You try to put on your own yoke. Listen, listen, if you go back and you say, but, but Jesus, I came from this side of the tracks or I came from this side of the track or I don't have anything. That, that's you. You are now identifying with the old you. I want you to identify with me. Let me make it easy and light. All you got to do, Jesus saying this, not Pastor Brian. Jesus saying, all you got to do is let me be Lord. I'll show you what to do, when to do, how to do it, and I'll even give you strength to do it. I'll even be there supporting you. I'll show you how my grace will lift you up. And if and I'll show you, you won't even know what's coming. Stuff will be trying to come up from behind and it'll be coming up on your right side, shooting the arrow at you. And I'll, I'll cause you, if you'll just get in tune with me by the spirit, I'll cause you to dodge those bullets. They won't even touch you. Listen, no evil will befall you, son. I love you. I will protect you. And if you need to see something coming, I'll say, turn around. And then I'll say, turn around around again and go this way and go that way and all of a sudden the glory of God when you keep going after me spend time with me his glory will start to overflow you his glory will start to produce in you the power of God will start to move you listen you don't know who you are you don't know that you're made in my image you are just like me designed to carry the glory on the earth just like Jesus did That's anybody sitting in here. That's anybody. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. Throughout the whole earth. Looking for someone whose heart is pure towards him. So that he might show himself strong on their behalf. Will he find your heart perfect towards him and pure? It doesn't mean that you won't have mistakes in life. It means that my heart desires you more than anything else. Recently, I was talking about King David. King David was a murderer. A murderer. And yet you go over into Acts. And you see that God said this about him. This is a man after my own heart. What? A murderer? I'm not telling you that you got to get everything right. I'm telling you that you should want to. That's a good idea. (laughs) But if you try and you miss it, God's not going to zap you. He loves you. Matter of fact, He already knew you were going to miss it before he started telling you this message tonight. He already knew the time you're going to miss it three weeks from now, a year from now. He already knew that. But here's what made David great to the point where God said, he's a man after my own heart, was that when David found out that he was wrong, his heart, was pure towards God. And he would say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me. He was quick to confess, to humble himself, confess, and repent. He was quick to do that. 
I've found through the years, that's a rare trait. And that's what made David great. But the Lord said this, that if you will get your heart where you long for me more than you long to complain about the church, more than you long to complain about what people in your family did or didn't do, more than you long to tell me about where you came from. He says, look, I've got a blood that's stronger than the blood that's even running through your, your veins. It's been paid on your behalf. And you have an entrance into the kingdom. I don't care what color you are, what, what side of the tracks you came from. I don't care what you have had even up to this point, uh, this point in your life. I don't care if all you had it was a penny in your pocket to your name. That doesn't make any difference. I can take you. I can pull you up out of that place. I can feel you. I can overflow you. Jesus said that I am come, that they might have life and have it to the full till it overflows. And that what promise was given to every person that will receive it. God's just looking for a heart that's ready to receive it. So the question then becomes, will you be that one with that heart that humbles himself like David did and says, look, I've missed it in a bunch of areas up to this point. But Lord, I seek to not miss it beyond this point. I missed it up till now, but I seek to not miss it beyond now. I seek to not miss it. And I'm telling you that I've seen it in our own lives. I've seen it in the lives of other people. I've watched it time and time again when people will humble themselves and they will go after God and they will be diligent to seek Him. All of a sudden, guess who shows up? The rewarder. The rewarder's in the house. All of a sudden, the rewarder says, Oh, oh, I see that diligence. Now let me be a rewarder. Because that's who I am and that's who I like to be. Oh, look, there's some more diligence. Boom, rewarder. He, he is not a respecter of person, but he is a respecter of seeking him and faith, right? He says, look, you will have more or less based off of how you seek me and the faith. The faith is the victory that overcomes this world. And right now, no matter where you're at and whatever you need overcome, if you will simply... Go in faith and seek Him. All of a sudden, the overcoming can happen in your life. I don't care what you're facing. I don't care what its name is. Financial, health, mental, makes no difference. Tonight, that can change in your life. God's a rewarder. He's a rewarder of them who diligently seek Him. Tonight, you're receiving an impartation of just a zeal and a diligence towards God. You don't have to receive it. You could have basically been going blah, 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 blah in your head the whole time, and you won't receive any of it. Or you can say, Lord, I need some of what he's talking about, because I did come up on the wrong side of the tracks, or I do need some help in this area, right? And you can say, I'm going to honor that. Lord, I'm going to seek you with all your heart. And I tell you this, the word makes this promise to you that when you seek him with all your heart in Jeremiah 24, 7, you will find him. He will make himself found by you. He will make himself and present himself. And right now, if you're, you've humbled your heart, he's presenting himself right now.
what you're sensing in your heart right now, that's not something I can do. That's the touch of the Holy Spirit that's putting a draw on you to come up to a higher place. Stop complaining about the church and start becoming part of the answer. A church that's living the way it should be, that's walking in an administration suitable to the fullness of God's glory. To walk in that area where you can see the things of God, where you, the Word says, those that believe will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. All of a sudden, you become that person who lays hands on the sick and all of a sudden, boom, that person's healed and you did it. You did it with Jesus. You did it. Jesus would use me? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he would. Matter of fact, he longs to. He's been waiting on you. And now's the time to step into it.